It's November the 11th, 2010. For National Podcast Post Month, this is Description Daily. I only had it running because I was going to, um, I was figuring out when to start reading this story in the star that I was been, been sitting on all day. Yeah. It's like a Remembrance Day thing, but it's kind of an odd coincidence. Um, this is the only thing Rosemary Green, a 63-year-old who lives near Bristol, England, knows about her birth father is that he might have been a Canadian soldier. Right. Green, who was given up for adoption when she was six weeks old, began her search to find her birth parents about five years ago. She discovered the identity of her mother, Mabel Fuller, though only several years after she had died. She did locate some cousins and found out she had a half-brother, Ian Watts, in London, and established a relationship with him. Watts didn't know the identity of her, f- didn't know the identity of her father, but was able to tell Green, who lives with her husband Dave in Weston Supermare in w- Somerset, WSM, <laughs> a lot about her mother. He passed along their mother's writing case. Inside, she found her mom's jewelry and a series of photos, one of which was signed on the back with this loving message to Mabel, with love, Jim. Mabel. Mabel. Tell their favorite sixty. Do you guys have Black Label beer? Carling Black Label? Yes. Yeah. Um, old ads would go, you know, Carling Ma- Black Label. Mabel, Black Label, like Mabel was like a barmaid. Anyway. Mm-hmm. At last a clue, Green thought. Perhaps this Jim, a soldier believed to be with the Canadian regiment, the Lauren Scots, was her father. That sentiment was reinforced when she looked more closely at the photo. One of the men was the spitting image of herself as a young woman, she said. She then compared a photo of herself at about the same time, at the same age, with the photo of him. I thought, this is my face looking back at me, she said in a telephone interview with the star. He's the spitting image of me. I always thought I had a Canadian father, to be honest. I can't explain why, really. I wish I could say this in a Western Supermare accent. Not when you can I had a thing about Can- I had a thing about Canada. When I saw this photo, it kind of confirmed it for me. It's hard to know how you know these things. I find that kind of creepy in terms of like Canada and mine and stuff. Green was born Rosemary Fuller on September 11th. That's always odd. 1947, and was given up for adoption the following month. She grew up as Margaret Craig. Her mother, Mabel, had worked for Shell Oil at Esso House and lived in Abington in southern England during World War II. Abington? Well, that's, that'd be kind of near um, Northampton. Okay. Right. At one point, Mabel had planned to immigrate to Canada, but an uncle here decided he could not sponsor her, so she stayed in England, gave birth to Rosemary, and then gave her away. She didn't tell anyone about the baby or the adoption, according to Green's research. Green was adopted by Beatrice and Evan Craig, She had never tried to find her birth mother because she thought she hadn't wanted her. But then in her mid-30s, Green found out that her mother, in fact, cared about her welfare. She had tried to come to see me when I was a baby, she said. Later, Green saw a copy of a letter from her mother to social services, asking to visit her baby and see her settled in her own little cot. Social services advised Fuller that wasn't a good idea, so the visit never took place, Green recounts. 
I can tell from that that she did care for me, and my opinion changed overnight, really. Green, who now has two grown children and grandchildren of her own, would like to find out about her missing father. Because she does not have a last name, neither do I, it makes searching military records very difficult, she said. That's why she'd like anyone here in Canada who might recognize Jim, there's a photo in this article, to contact her mm -hmm. at uk. If he's still alive, he'll be quite old, she said. I don't expect to find him alive, but I want to know if I have any family in Canada. Don't all British people have family in Canada? To find my father's side will be lovely. It's like finding your roots, really. I don't want anything from them. I just want to know if I have any family here. I'd just like to be in touch with them if they'd be interested in being in touch with me to let them know that I exist. So yeah, she's, she got them to print this and put out feelers, and then there's this big photo of him for anybody. I know somebody who probably would know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows that person. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of no, well, no, seriously, I figured that, although not quite in those succinct terms. A friend of mine, Amanda Healy, uh, she's the one from Western Supermare mm. who has uh, been running a guest house there for like ever. Mm. And when you're running that sort of business, you kind of meet everybody, and it's not a big, it's not a big town. It's probably like you know, Western Supermare. You could probably equate that with the beaches. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. That sort of size. Um, same sort of scenario too. And, uh, but it's super. Super mare. <laughs> it's it's a super nightmare. It's, it's, <laughs> People kind of refer to it as just <laughs> the mayor. Yeah. To some extent. Um, like some old female horse. Ah, oh, it's the mayor. It's the mayor. But it's, you know, sort of place that people used to go to um, my parents' age and, and before that. Uh, they'd go there because it was the closest thing they had to a beach. Mm. And it's actually, you get the flag thing out here, you get like a blue flag or whatever, if you got like a white flag, blue flag, what, I don't remember what's called now. If, if you've got a beach that's kind of kid-friendly and it's uh, oh. clean, it's... it's yeah, well, we would have flags about it being clean or not clean, I think. Yeah. But it's it's always been, it's always got that flag every year. And it's, oh. You know, it's, it's it's kind of a nice place. Kid, you know, families go there a lot and stuff. And um, still do. Mm-hmm. But everyone who lives there knows everyone that lives there, especially if you run like a guest house or something. Right. Because you, you, you meet everyone. And, uh, mm -hmm. Well, it's probably because of that mm. that she's been able to get as far as she has because she's pretty much got the whole mum side of family kind of nailed down because of them being in that area. Yeah. Is what I can gather. But Canada is a whole other matter. <laughs> Although you know, yeah. but you're you're right that uh, if anyone even vaguely remembers him, there'd be somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Well, she's about the right age where she'll know 
generation now and a generation previous. Um, mm. If you think, I'm trying to think how old she is, she's about 50. Mm. This woman here is 63. Yeah, very, yeah it's very pretty, good, pretty far along. Yeah. Very good chance. I mean, thing about Western Supermare, it's not that deep. It, it's, you kind of got the, um, the coastal area. Then you've got about a mile or two of um, residential area behind that, and then there's nothing until you get to Bristol. Did Weston Supermare, well, I don't know if you know this, but. Probably not. Did Weston Supermare exist back then? Well, it says she was in Abington, right? Well, it's Abington. Abington, sorry. Is it Abington with a G? Uh. I think it, yeah. And then there's uh, Abingdon. Or yeah, it's, no wait, it's Abing, no, it's Abingdon. My friend, uh, well, my brother's ex, Jane, she came from Abington, uh, north, well, near Northampton. Abingdon. Not entirely sure. Um, Based on what you, you told me before, that's kind of northeast of ways. Which would be Abingdon, kind of, that, that would be more the one near Northampton. Right. More sort of London -y area. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. All right. That is kind of needle in the haystack, isn't it? Because. So many small little towns, right? Well, not just that, but. Just the number of Canadians who were in England then? Yeah. Soldiers and stuff? Because, you know, well, well, Canadian soldiers, well, they, they were part of, we were on the same team. They weren't just allies. Canadians were part of the Queen's forces, I think. Um, I would think so, yeah. 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 So they were everywhere, I would think. Yeah, we weren't definitely, we weren't just allies, we were, well, we were one and the same. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, they were everywhere. That's the thing about, I've mentioned this before, but in terms of Remembrance Day, like I've said, it's been, it's a, it's a pretty big deal here. It's a huge deal in England too, but it's really only a huge deal in England if you're of that age. I mean, the, yeah. When when I was talking about like there being huge, uh, well, everywhere you go, I mean, traffic just stops you. Got you got so many between the hours of like uh, ten and well nine in the morning and five at night. Mm. On Remembrance Day, I'm not sure if it's the same date in England. Probably. Yeah, it's just, well, Armistice Day is November 11th, right? Right. Um, you just got tons and tons of people around the age of, well, well I'm thinking back in 10 years ago, it was like people like 16 to 70, something like that. Huh. So now they're going to be 70 to 80. You don't really get that many younger people joining in. Hmm. But these guys, they go out from their uh, Salvation Army clubs and stuff. Yeah, the Legion. Legions, and block the roads. 
and you know the police quite happy with it they they help them out and traffic's a nightmare on those days <laughs> well <laughs> well it is and you know you got these guys marching around with their old suits on and stuff with the uh, kind of embossed buttons and things do you have that thing where everybody stops at 11 o'clock what for a minute yeah 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 um poppies everywhere i mean you can't yep. you can't move for poppies yes um I'm I'm very annoyed that mine fell off two days ago. <laughs> they're so they're they're so um, delicate. They fall apart at a moment's notice. Um, Personally, I think what they should do is sell them at the local florists. Like literally, sell bunches of poppies. Literal pop. That'd be interesting. Why wouldn't they? I, I don't understand. Well, I don't want where, to where, get where all. Does the, where does the where does the origin of uh, Poppies come from anyway. What what is that? It's um. Does it mean? It's part of the poem in Flanders Fields. Um, that was written by a Canadian, um, a doctor, I think. Oh, there's a Canadian historical minute about this, um, and I talked about this in another thing. But he was a medic, and um, he was watching in World War One, obviously, and he was watching all the shit go on around him. And it was like in France or something, I think. <laughs> and um, he noticed with all of this shit and guts falling out and whatever the fuck they were trying to do, that there were still poppies growing near right. where they were working on the front. Mm-hmm. And so that was, he put that in the poem. And that oh, became one yeah. of those things that, well, that became one of those um, poems that, from what I understand, Canadian kids are supposed to learn to recite that when they're in school. I vaguely know something about that. I don't know if it's a thing in, in uh, England. I know it's well, a big thing in Canada. I know my dad... Um, A fairly recent photograph of my dad. I haven't got it like on the computer or anything, but he was in a field probably the size of, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an area. Mm. Think of Dundas Square times four, that sort of size. Got it. Just poppies, right? Oh, wow. And that, I don't know where that was. It was somewhere, it was somewhere in Europe. Mm. I don't know if it was the way of my mum or whatever. I can't remember, but I remember seeing the photograph thinking, wow, it's just like a sea of red. Wow. Maybe that maybe that's something to do with it as well. I'll betcha. Because the sea of red thing might have something to do with the amount of blood that was shed. It says on good old Wikipedia that, um, yeah, Lieutenant Colonel John McRae, believed to have written it in 1915 after he witnessed the death of his friend, Lieutenant Alexis Helmer, Mm. The day before, and well, Flanders, so France. Um, Ned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it goes in Flanders fields. The poppies blow between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place. And in the sky, the lark still bravely singing, fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago, we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow. 
loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If you break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. Heard that. And so, you, in every Remembrance Day ceremony, you've got a kid reciting that. Yeah. And so that's where the poppies thing comes from. To find out more and to subscribe, go to descriptiontoronto.com. Bye.